So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, and welcome to Love After Lockup. Ha ha, okay. I'm Miss H, and today Mr. O and I will be discussing season four, episode four of Love After Lockup. This week, Nicole denies any engagement to Deontay. We meet Lisa, and she goes into greater detail about Stan's basement. Ray takes the long way home. Rachel and Doug fondle each other in the car, and we meet Anessa, whose prison boyfriend Jeff stood her up twice, but she's hoping the third time's the charm. If you like what you hear, please support us and give us a rating or send us constructive feedback. If you watch 90 Day Fiance, check out our other podcast channel, 90 Day MK, Teachable Moments with Miss H and Mr. O. Thanks and enjoy. Hello, Miss H. Hello, Mr. O. How are things with you? Good. It's interesting to be sitting right next to you. Talking into the same microphone and everything. Yes, so that means that editing will be non-existent since it's a lot harder for us to um, take out, you know, single audio. So yes, but you know, it'll go forward. Usually, you don't talk over each other as much when you're in person. That's really more of a Zoom thing, I think, as everybody found out right. over the course of this year. Definitely. All right, so let's get started off. Uh, let's start off with Stan and Lisa. So Lisa walks out of prison with a boy's haircut and no makeup as she awkwardly embraces Stan. Stan says he's feeling good right now. Stan admits that she doesn't look anything like when he met her, but he's still attracted to her. Lisa thinks that Stan is her spiritual soulmate, and that's what's the difference this time after her 15th felony in getting out. They're in Stan's car, and he shows her the wigs, and she hates the brown wig and says she won't wear that, even if it's just while having sex. Lisa thinks that Stan is wild when it comes to his sexual desires. Stan is excited for private time, and he gets a boner in the car on their way home for no reason. Lisa is telling Stan she needs to lose 30 pounds, and Stan says he feels like he's feeling extra fit. Lisa tells us about Stan's basement that includes a straitjacket hanging from the ceiling. Lisa tells us that she is a lesbian, with the exception of Stan. She tells us about her first husband, who beat her and killed himself. She's been married twice now, and she has three children, and her oldest, 22, has issues with her since she just wasn't there. She gets a call from her oldest son, who sounds depressed and alone. Stan tells her that she needs to break away from her problems, and Lisa asks him how. Stan tells her that life would be much easier if she didn't have any family members or kids. All right. There was a lot going on there. (laughs) Um, why don't we start off with, uh, Lisa looking like a boy, as she said. What would uh, She take? didn't, I mean, she looked tremendously different than the pictures oh, yeah. they had shown of her. Um, cause it was like, and it was both of the things she said. It was because her hair was so short and because, uh, she had gained some weight, but it was like, I guess, I mean, I mean, you could squint either way and be like, I guess a boy, but I mean, it, that certainly didn't seem to be slowing Stan down at all. Oh, no, absolutely <laughs> not with his car boner. But um, no, but I th- I think she really did look like a boy. But I feel like she could have helped out that situation quite a bit. Like, even what she was wearing, it's like, that's how I picture lesbians. Like, just oh, casually yeah, lounging yeah. around. Like, it looked like she had her boobs, like, taped down or something. And she was like... Not that they were actually taped down, but it was like she was trying to hide the fact that she had a chest in the first place. Uh She was wearing some weird track jacket 
sure. in situation. Sure. And well, and the haircut was very much a boy haircut. Like there's yes. shorter, you can do shorter haircuts like that that look a bit more feminine. And mm-hmm. she was just not going for that at all. That is the haircut I had in like middle school. Like yeah. so, I totally get where she would be like, I look like a boy. Right, right. And then her. Uh, hair when she was wearing it in the interview that long mermaid curly yeah like the wig kink, situation the, yeah, with the wig the, the all the kinks in it and stuff that was yeah that was something like i didn't like it no and you know what was weird i thought like i don't know i get too detailed it looked like her um like her smile wasn't the same like her teeth weren't the same even anymore at least there in the a lot interviews of things there's a lot of things going didn't on didn't look like her pictures at all although i would say that you know even with the little bit of makeup and I mean, I guess it's like all these little things really that add mm-hmm. up, you know, because she said the weight. So right. you can tell like in her face, um, she definitely had a fuller face when she came out. Uh, you know, the lack of makeup, the haircut, her boobs being taped down, having no figure. It was like she was trying to hide in general because if she's uncomfortable with her weight, she was probably wearing baggier clothes right. altogether, yep. which didn't help her situation. But yeah, I mean, I thought that she was kind of exaggerating when she was, you know, saying on the phone before, oh, I look like a boy. It's like, oh, no, you really do look like a boy. Yeah, well, I feel like a lot of them say, you know, that's a common theme from the women in, in prison. Mm-hmm. That they're always complaining about, not complaining, but they're always trying to warn the guy like, I yeah. don't look like you look like you think I look. I'm a lot bigger, or a lot uglier or whatever it is. Um, that's that's very common. But I don't know. She really is. uh all about the blonde, though, because she was not about that brown wig. No. Even a little bit. No, she was not. But apparently, uh, Stan wants to bring his car boner home <laughs> to the basement. <laughs> so there was a lot going on there. I am confused about the physics of the straight jacket. So is it just it's just hanging from the rafters, right? So you just yeah. put the straight jacket on and then you're stuck to the and ceiling, then you're on the ceiling like a puppet. Yeah. But then I assume then like. You're not wearing pants. Does he just like, does you just do stuff while you're hanging there? Is there some know. sort of thing? I don't know exactly what you do. It sounds, it just sounds overcomplicated. Like, right, right. I'm just like, oh man, that, that's just too much work for sex for me. I'm just like, no. I mean, <laughs> even if I was like, even if I was into it, I'm just like, oh geez, that sounds like a long process. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's with Stan. So that's also other things. And speaking of with Stan, yeah. um, do you really believe that she is a lesbian with the exception of Stan? No, I do not believe Stan has the magic not penis that makes people not be gay. <laughs> <laughs> Especially since she has, what, three kids? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, maybe she's had bad experience and she's turned off of men. Yes. Other than Stan. Oh, I definitely, yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. She definitely has some sort of fluid sexuality going on, but mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't believe that Stan and his basement straight jacket is like. Nope, that's it. That's the only one for me. Yeah, like, especially because it's Stan. It's like all right, <laughs> Stan. Like whatever's going on down there, the rest of him is still attached to it. Oh my god, <laughs> his hair is still there, and his weird like oh come over here, baby. Like, oh stuff. yeah. Ugh. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right, now let's talk about her child and. Stan just being super dismissive. I, mean, I was like, what is wrong yeah. with you? I mean, it just it just really seemed like Stan was very focused on one thing and oh, thought yeah. he should have she should have also been focused on that exact same thing. Um, right. Because I can't imagine being like, no, you gotta stop talking to your kids. That's what drug you into this mess. Like, yeah. Yikes. 
I think where he was coming from is he was thinking of her brother, right? Right. And so last week, the situation was, is that her brother's asking her for money, for bail. And, you know, they had kind of decided it was enabling. So he wasn't going to give, or he wasn't going to give her money and she wasn't going to give her brother money. Mm -hmm. I get that. But it seemed like he wanted to apply that same principle to the kids. Right. To her, like. Teenage kids. Like, yeah. She was talking to the 22-year-old, which is right. still awfully young to just be like, no, you're cut off. You're bringing down your mom. You're done. Yeah. You know, but like the teenagers, the younger ones, it's like, no, she's actually should be responsible for them. That, right. That's not how it works. But then the, to me, it makes Dan just like not a good guy because it seems that he doesn't really care about her relationship with her family. It's more so how that affects his relationship with her. Right. And so since he's not into that, he's kind of like, yeah, let's let's get rid of that. That's ruining our situation here. Right. Right. And I mean, it, was, it didn't help that his entire thing about it. And, he, you know, he plays lip service to all the I love her for her mind and she's really my soulmate. But. I mean, it's just it just seems like he's another person that's interested in a sex buddy. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So Stan was not my favorite. <laughs> no. All right. But we had you know what we had this this week? We had finally had our last couple. Oh, yeah. They finally got. Well, at least one of them was on there. And her name was Anessa and Jeff. So Anessa is 51 years old and she's on her way to get a wedding dress. And she self-describes herself as a lifelong cougar. She was once married to a much to a much younger man, but she got bored with that and wanted to find a man with a little more edge. So she went on a prison pen pal website and met Jeff, who is 39, covered in tattoos and her dream guy. All that, according to her. The relationship has been going on for 11 years and she wants to get married ASAP when he gets out. After she picks out the dress, we find that, you know, he's promised to come marry her two other times before. It's this is all very surprising to the dress shop lady. So Anessa's cousin Penny isn't really sure that Jeff is real and that something is very, very fishy about this relationship. So about 18 hours before the release, her friend Kyle shows up to her house just for some cornbread. Uh, He has a lot of concerns, specifically that he's never like Jeff has never even called when anybody else is around. So, again, they uh, and a lot of the friends are really doubting whether or not Jeff is real. So she shows Kyle the wedding dress and Kyle calls her crazy for jumping into this. She acknowledges that everyone thinks things are going to turn out bad, but she's still confident things are going to work out. So what is her confidence built on here? I have no idea. I need more details. Like when she said, you know, there's two times he hasn't shown up. It's like, well, what did he tell you happened? Did he tell you was did he not show up because he was in prison still? Because how, you know, obviously... Like, he's in prison now, so two times. Was he out for, like, a little bit and then went back? Yeah. Like, did he get arrested and that's why he didn't show up? Yeah. Did he stood you up and then get arrested later? Because yes. she said she met him while he was in prison. Right. And right. he's in prison now, but we yeah. don't – they haven't – they didn't really make explicit that it's been continuous for that time. And, in fact, the fact that he said he, she stood – he stood her up implies that, no, he was out during this 11-year stretch at least right. two times. Yeah, so that was the biggest thing I want to know, was the two times he didn't show up, was he actually out, or did he lie to her about being out when he was really in the whole time? Because that also right. wouldn't make any sense. Right, like what, and what could, what could somebody say to you? Oh, uh, no, because he went and said, oh yeah, I did that, that was terrible, but now 
I would never do that again. Oh no. Yeah, that's my but thing. the second time, like second honestly, time. Sure. maybe, maybe the first time, sure, second chances. Okay, after the second time, it's like this is a pattern. Yeah. Like, why do you think it's going to be any different this time? Yeah, but I'm, I kind of wonder what he's getting out of it then. You know, uh, we haven't gotten to the hers. You know, they always talk about how much money have you spent on this yeah. person. We haven't gotten to that number yet for her. Right. But it definitely sounds like he's getting money. And that could be the reason why he reconnects with her. Because it's like if he's going back to prison, he's going to need that commissary money. Sure. Right. So that's why he reaches out and tries to, like, make amends. Yeah. Yeah. But, but that mean, is a good question. Yeah. I mean, and so it just it's it's nuts that you could be with somebody or, you know, think you're with somebody because this we also don't have much evidence um like and we have this from other couples this week you know when one person thinks one thing is happening and another person thinks something different is happening in the relationship oh god yeah like would he say they've been together for 11 years or would he say like oh no we were together for a little bit and then we broke up and then we got back together right because it does seem like a crazy long amount of time to be with somebody for all your friends to be like are you sure he's like real Well, yeah, that's my other question about, like, the 11 years thing. So this guy was 29 and she was 40. And that's not, like, Mm -hmm. old by any means. Like, she could have been actively dating this entire time. Like, other prison people or, you know, real life. So was she completely loyal to him for 11 years? Another, Yeah, another good question, especially somebody who is, like, Oh, I'm a huge cougar and I divorced my first husband because he wasn't wild enough. Like, I'm like, well, that seems to me that you weren't like, you know, committed to celibacy this entire time your guy has been in prison. Yeah. So I'm wondering a little bit, or is it one of those situations where it's like, oh, yeah, I've been talking to this guy for 11 years and like anytime like he's coming out, I'll like, you know, try to make it work. And if it doesn't, that's. No big deal. Oh, I'm going to be on the show. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I've been like devoted to this person for 11 years. Yeah, I believe. It. Well, and people also, I think, have a tendency to kind of um, retcon with the relationship and they will say, well, like, how long have you been together? And they might go back and tell you how long they've known each other. Sure. To justify things. Right. Yeah. Which is not the same number, right? Right. Yeah, it is to justify things, especially for a situation like this, because it's like, well, at least you could say that, I suppose. You could be Mm -hmm. like, well, I've known this guy for 11 years. That's longer than I've known any of you all. And so it's kind of like, oh, well, maybe. Because she was like, that's longer than most marriages last. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, she made a comment that I thought was interesting and sad like she said you know this guy is my dream guy and i'm like Like, why and what dreams are you having obviously i feel like she's never met him in person right that's the other question i have too because like yeah that would be like when your friends are like are you sure he's real you'd be like yes because i've met him in person and i saw him yeah you know and that makes me think that the the fact that her friends are so hung up on is even real means like i don't know if she's even done that so how could she even say this is my dream guy when yeah. you don't know what's going on. He, he could have like another person growing out of his shoulder. You don't know. Uh, that's interesting. I wonder if this could potentially be like a catfish scenario. Yeah. You know, because obviously there's something real behind this guy. Like she's talking to someone. Right. And I do believe that this someone is in prison because otherwise 
who are you sending like money to on right. the books, right? right? Right. So that stuff's got to be kind of obvious. I'm sure she's seen like a mugshot to know it's real. Well, that's, that's the other thing I was thinking too, is like, man, if this was a catfish, that's a very clever catfish because that is not a very good picture. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. That we see on the screen. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. We were talking about that when we were watching it together. We said he had a very derpy look on his yeah, face. <laughs> like he's probably fine. It's just like they caught him in the mugshot, just being like making a face. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, so she also said that when he didn't show up, that he regretted it. And it's just like, cause he said that. Or he regretted that you stopped sending him money I after know, he didn't right? show up. Possibly. Yeah. Okay. My favorite was her friend Kyle, which, uh-huh. by the way, I felt like I needed more details about Kyle because Kyle looked young himself. He did. We. I. I, I thought. It, I thought. They I thought it was her son. son. Yep. Yes, mm-hmm. I thought so too. So then, then my first thought was, okay, is this her son? Is it an ex-boyfriend? A love interest of some kind? Oh, I think it's going to be like Angela's uh, Jerry Springer lookalike. No, no. So the other (laughs) thing was I did notice, and I think she may have mentioned it too, like he's married. He he very clearly had a ring on, and I want to say that they had said something about it. So I didn't think that this was the same situation as Angela and... Tommy, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Angela and Tommy. Um, And I was thinking about, you know, Tommy, he tried to express how he felt, but he didn't get super passionate about it because he was afraid that it would piss off Angela, you know, and then she just wouldn't talk to him anymore. Mm -hmm. Kyle didn't give a fuck. (laughs) Kyle's just like, whatever. Whatever. We don't have to be friends. Let me tell you how stupid you are in like the hundred ways. Yeah. Yeah, he was not, he did not uh, sugarcoat it at all. He was like, no. It was about the dumbest thing I ever heard. Like, <laughs> okay, Kyle. I know. It's like, it's, I don't think it's very often we see someone who is so bluntly tough love yeah. on these shows. And so I was like, Kyle is a breath of fresh yeah. air. For real. For real. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on to our next couple. Let's talk uh, Doug and Rachel. So they're in their car driving home and groping oh each other. God. I know this was tough to watch. Oh. <laughs> groping and fondling each other. But Rachel insists that he at least wear a seatbelt. It's the least she could do. <laughs> so Doug is in a hurry to get down and dirty because he has to meet his 5 p.m. curfew. Rachel has never been with a man as tall as Doug, as she says for, I don't know, it feels like the 10th time the season. Yeah. yeah. After things have gone way further than we wanted to see, Doug finally says it's time for us all to go. After they've sexed up doggy style and showered, they're on the road. Doug is finally seeing that the curfew, it could be worse. The situation could be worse. Doug tells us that he's never had a serious relationship before. He says that he's finally found someone that can hold his attention. Doug is really impressed by the neighborhood as they drive up because it's the nicest place he's ever stayed in. He feels good about being the man of this house. This is not Rachel's first rodeo. As she's mentioned before, her ex-husband had also paroled to her house. Rachel thinks things feel right this time. Rachel goes to get a bologna sandwich and Doug tells us that he and his son have never had something this good. So he wouldn't do anything to jeopardize it. Okay, so we've seen like this appreciative side where it really seems like Doug really wants this life. But Uh we have also previously seen 
kind of darker side of Doug that, you know, does not seem conducive to a healthy, lasting relationship. Uh, What do you think will win out Doug's controlling side or his need to stay in a nice home? Because he's got to be on his best behavior if he wants this to work out. I don't think he's going to think of that as not being his best behavior. It's the sad part, right? He's going to think, well, this is what you're doing. I'm I'm not doing anything. He's like, I think he, in terms of like, his best behavior, he's like, well, I better not commit any crimes because <laughs> that'll put me back in jail. That would be dumb. I know. Right? In and cheat. I think he can keep it in she, his pants. I think he cannot cheat. And that's not something that's too much of a challenge for him. Yeah. Especially since it's been, you know, so long, you know, in, in prison or whatever. But yeah, I mean, yeah. Yes. Because somebody has got to be thrown. I mean, he didn't hesitate to freaking finger banger in the car. Oh, so God, it was like, so, concerning. <laughs> so obviously he's got a libido with him, but like, oh my God, it just, and that's the thing that always comes up. I was like, I'm watching, we watched that, you know, with just horror and grossness while that's going on. <laughs> and well, cause he does that too. And they get into the room and there was thankfully good enough camera work to tell that he was still wearing pants while her legs oh, were yeah. like wrapped around him. Yeah. Um, before they kicked everybody out, but it's, it's just like, you know, it, it, that's just his, I take what I want. Right. I'm just going to, I'm just going for it. And that, that's the controlling side that yeah. you're talking about. But I mean, it's just that that first time, you know, it's easy, this appreciative side when she's keeping up with this four B's that he keeps wanting. Yeah. <laughs> gosh. Yeah. I wonder too, if he's also the kind of person that, you know, is if if he becomes unhappy at any point, right. this isn't worth my unhappiness. Oh, this sure. house isn't worth my unhappiness. Yeah, I could see him doing that as well. Well, I mean, I think I think it's also going to come to a head when when Dougie comes in. It just seems like mm-hmm. a lot of how they're gonna. I don't think and you know this is this is something that breaks up a lot of married people. Oh, sure, is parenting styles, yeah. right? And their parenting styles, I don't see matching up remotely. Like the only thing we saw her was try to have a heart to heart with the kid and try to do this. And what leads him to be like, don't do that shit. You can get his ass in line. Like, Well, you know, the fact that the the harder parent is him, I think bodes well for their relationship because I, you know, that's not her kid. Sure. And so it's one of those things where, you know, she's the easier one. It's kind of like she, at least she's not trying to discipline someone else's kid. Yes, you know no. what I'm saying? Y- yes, but it, it, he's not going to take any suggestions she has about what he do mm-hmm. um, at all. He's yeah. it's very much going to be a don't you tell me how to raise my kid. Yeah, I, but I think also she I don't know if she would really try to tell him that you know. No, but I could also see her doing something like oh he pissed me off he has to go to bed now and have, have her taking him food or something and he'd be like what'd you do that for. Yeah, I told him yeah. he's supposed to go without food. Can't starve the kid. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. And the, okay, the height difference thing they keep bringing up. Yeah. Always also bothers me too because does it make that big of a difference? Like she seemed legit worried. Like I don't know if these puzzle pieces are going to fit together. And I was like, uh, yeah, they will. You'll be fine. I know. I think maybe she's thinking like, well, if you're trying to like make out and have sex at the, yes. at the same time, yes, you're right. Things are not going to line up. But I don't know. Doug didn't seem like he was all that interested in kissing her. <laughs> no. He did not at all. He seemed interested in other things. No. So I think they're good. Well, speaking of another couple where one person is definitely not interested in kissing the other person, <laughs> Dante and Nicole. So it is... Uh, 
you know, her first day out after she got dropped off at her mom's house, and Nicole wants her mom to dye her hair blonde. They talk about her mom's new marriage to a woman that was a longtime friend after she divorced their dad, which is a little bit confusing to Nicole. Anyway, Deontay is on his way to pick her up after his disappointment the day before. Nicole tells her mom that she's comfortable around Deontay, but she's also thinking about other exes, including Zach, who was her boyfriend when she got locked up. Her mom tries to advise her, but is worried that Nicole is really more worried about things than about relationships. Things are very, very awkward and weird when Deontay gets there. He's clearly scared to death to even talk to her mom. And Nicole leaves with, you know, her extremely short shorts to go rinse out her hair dye. And while he's talking to mom, Deontay lets slip that they're engaged, which is news to Krista. That's her mom's name. It's he also thinks it's a good idea to, you know, reassure um, Krista that he's committed to Nicole by telling her oh about God. his sex toy. It was the worst. So awkward. <laughs> I just, What's wrong with oh, you? my God. I just I can't even. I had Why? a mother in law. I would never bring Why that up would you in ever? a million years. Why would you ever say that out loud to anyone? Anyone. <laughs> I can see. I, just I could just see Nicole, but especially the part where he said it's it's named Nicole Jr. Yes, like that's the part where I was like, oh my, with god. You. oh my god, too much information, way too much. But anyway, so when Nicole finally enters back in the conversation, thankfully Krista was not overly concerned about Nicole Jr. as much as she was concerned about this being engaged thing. But Nicole says they are not engaged. She had just told Deontay that she wanted a nice ring because nobody else in prison had one. Um, but it didn't count as an engagement ring because it's too cheap to actually be an engagement ring. And she wants to get engaged right, which means a big ass ring <laughs> on one knee, lots of expensive things. So Deontay leaves and he's starting starting to get the impression that maybe his love is not being reciprocated. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> what an idiot. So what do you make of this engagement? I don't think I ever, I don't, Know of too many situations where it's not clear to both parties that they're engaged. Okay, this whole thing was so weird to me. Why on earth would you want a ring? Like, that to me seems suspicious in the first place. Right. Like, if you just wanted, like, expensive jewelry, it didn't have to be a ring. I don't understand why it was a ring specifically, she asked. Uh-huh. And considering, like, what rings typically symbolize in a relationship, like, why would she ask him for a ring and not think that it was somehow a sign of commitment, whether or not it's an engagement. Or not. Right. Even if it's your promise ring or whatever, yeah. right? But, Something. Yeah. Because that's what it is. Usually. I mean, if you, if, yeah, if a girlfriend is talking to a boyfriend and is like, I really want a ring. Yeah. That doesn't mean I literally want a jewelry piece yeah. of jewelry that goes on my finger. It means I want you to be engaged to me. Right. And when are you going to propose? Some kind right. of commitment. <laughs> So I can see why Deontay was confused by that. But then what I also don't understand is, you know, Deontay had that conversation with her and granted it well, apparently it was not on his knee and uh-huh. he had casually said something. Well, I guess we're getting married now. And she was kind of like, ha ha. Okay. <laughs> All right. So if you're Deontay and that's like how you propose, quote, propose. Right. Are you following up after this? Because it seemed like in his mind, he was already like 
making plans for wedding planning. He already had like things in motion in his head. Did you discuss any of this with Nicole? Right. Yeah. I mean, it, but I could also see him not actually mentioning that things were for the wedding. Be like, I was thinking about getting a lot of flowers. And she'd be like, sounds good. I was How thinking about, about buying us a house. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about taking us on vacation. Yeah. I mean, if, it, if it's if anything where he's thinking about spending money or thinking about oh, how yeah. he wants to spend money, she's just going to be like, sounds good. Awesome. And right. I can so totally see him not being like, you know, for the wedding or. Yeah, he is kind of clueless like that. But then she wasn't even wearing the ring like when he saw her. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, even when he saw her the second time, it's like, wouldn't you be suspicious if I, you know, bought a ring and you're not wearing it? I would be suspicious. I'd be mm-hmm. like, where's that ring I bought you? But you'd also think that there'd be some sort of follow up conversation with after you thought you were engaged about like, ooh, who did you tell? Who yeah. knows? Like, how is it? How is it going? How do they take it? And you're like, none of none of those conversations clearly happened at all. No, definitely not. So it's so clear and obvious to us, and it has to be to him by now, that she is all about materialistic things. I mean, she demanded he buy her a ring. How is it that in this first couple interviews of, you know, the show that he's saying, oh, she's not materialistic. She's not materialistic. I I could never even be with a materialistic person. I could never date someone who's into that. Which is, I mean, it's funny because Nicole's mom, and you know, moms are moms. They know a lot of things. She immediately was like, Oh, yeah, no, she doesn't care about people. She just wants shit. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, what planet are you living on, Deontay, where you're like, Nicole is like not about superficial or material things. It's like, no, that seems to be all she's about. And we figured it out within like 10 seconds of meeting her. Yeah, no, he I mean, I think he's just it's I don't know. He's like transfixed by the boobs, I guess, you know, it's it's like dickmatized, but he doesn't even get sex. So, (laughs) right. But I don't going back to your original question, her engagement story does not make any sense. Like how she said it happened. It's like, that makes no sense. Oh, I mean, I, I, it, it doesn't make sense because she's leaving parts out. Like she's clearly leaving parts out, but like my, my guess is somebody else in the prison got engaged and she was like, I'm jealous. I want a ring. I don't actually want to marry that dude, but I want a ring because she has yeah. a nice ring and I want one. Yeah. You know? Right. She is such a bitch to him. Like, so yikes. So terrible. Yikes. Yeah. I mean, and then she the openly telling her mom she's, ba- I mean, seems to me she's much more interested in this Zach character. Oh, yeah. Who she said she never actually officially broke up with. She's kind of like, well, I guess that relationship over because I'm in jail. Yeah, she was like, oh, circumstances (laughs) meant we were apart. It's like, ah, yeah, prison, that's a circumstance. But it doesn't even sound like they had a conversation. Like, I guess uh, she had at some point reached out to him and was like, oh, yeah, the reason why you haven't heard from me is because I'm in prison. Yes, right. And then she got out and was like immediately. Like, hey, I'm out of prison. Yes. definitely seems like there is not finished business there right all right so uh last up we have britney and ray so britney and the family see ray as he's being escorted back to the van and he is ignoring them the whole time the van then drives away uh grandma finds out that he was supposed to get dropped off and have a bus pick them up but they didn't follow the rules since they were there to pick him up instead So they follow the van back to the facility where he gets to finally get out and be free. So he greets Brittany first. They're kissing and the family just kind of awkwardly looks on from inside the car. 
he finally gets around to hugging and kissing his mom. Ray reflects back on his life and he says he's had a rough life where his dad left when he was two and his mom was murdered violently when he was five. Ray was sent to prison for burglarizing pharmacies. Uh, so it ends up that Ray started using with some of the extra stuff they uh, stole from the pharmacies. They rushed towards the halfway house to drop off Ray on time because he could violate on his first day and be sent back to prison because of the whole van picking up, dropping off. Oh, right, right. He got reset. Mm -hmm. yeah. So Ray is excited to spend some alone time with Brittany as he kisses her goodbye, but just not tonight. Brittany is already planning their future of two children back to back and living happily ever after. All right, so Brittany, this is the first we've heard of apparently she wants to have kids now. Yeah. Yeah, do you think Ray knows about Brittany's uh, intention for this whole relationship? Yeah, I was wondering the same thing, and I doubt that he does. Yeah. Um, I doubt that he does, especially the way she purposely kept things from her family because she knew it was going to make them upset. Mm -hmm. I could, you know, totally see her doing the same thing for him and just being, well, I don't want to, like, upset him or things and kind of having this plan that – because I also think she probably had this plan with um, more or less insert man here. Yes. <laughs> Over X. Sure. Like whoever it is. It's just she's just like, I have this plan where I want two kids by this age. I want like, you know, two kids by the time I'm 30. So I'm 27 now. So that's got to happen like now, now with this person, with this person. Sure. And so she's had like that, you know, she's had that dream board with just a blank face where the man's face is. Mm -hmm. and it's like we just need to insert some man here so I can get my plan going. Yeah. It, like I have been mentioning almost every episode, I am definitely getting some very strong Chevelle Very, vibes. yes, absolutely. You know, like Chevelle had a plan for her, like, family, Insta-family, as soon as mm -hmm. uh, Quaylen got out. And that's what Brittany has. She's just like, she has plans for Insta-family, like, now that Ray is out. Right. It just, I mean, and plans are good. You should have plans for your life, but like, Let's you, include can't, the other person. you can't make a plan by yourself and then just, just expect the other person to right. just go along with it. Yeah. Definitely include the other person. Um, and let's let them have a little bit of feedback too. Cause I don't know if Ray is up for the whole, like two kids. He does seem pretty chill. Yes. But I mean, with everyone. And I mean, like this goes for everyone who comes out. It's like, yeah, they might be set up for success, but they don't have a job. They mm -hmm. don't have a sustainable way of life at the moment. Right. And for you to be already thinking about disrupting your life with a major life change just seems like a bad thing that can cause stress. And especially with, you know, our inmates that are former addicts. Yeah, it yeah, It seems yeah. like these kinds of situations could be triggers. Right. It's definitely, I definitely feel like the formula for success is just to have like support and like yeah. basically someone to just take care. Like you need to have somebody with a resource that they can just take care of an extra person who can't work. Yes. And doesn't add stress to them. And it's like, and they do need to be taken care of for the first thing. So it's an extremely hard thing which is why you know fails so many times yeah and i mean th this isn't the good setup because you know when you first said that what comes to mind is britney marcelino like sure. britney i mean that's I mean, the, that's the success story I right think, about, about the it's show. a success mm -hmm. story they even showed in our life between lockup that you know britney just got her realtor's license so i mean she's been in school and like you know working towards something this whole time but mm -hmm. has she been working and contributing financially no and that's because marcelino is able to support her and, you know, like, good for him. But, you know, 
Brittany, her parents were saying, you know, until Ray has something to contribute, we don't even want to meet him. Yeah. So to me, that For says real. like job because yes. they're thinking like, oh, he needs to be contributing financially. Right. So if he, they don't even think he's good enough until he's contributing financially, it's like and you want to throw kids into the mix. That Yo, just geez. seems like, yeah. I don't know, very backwards. It does. It does. But, you know, what we did get some more insight about is that. Ray's house situation. Yes, yes. So this, like, okay, so uh, uh, a listener last week had emailed us about, like, apparently this is out just outside of Houston, and there's, like, this program to more or less get people of, you know, more, um, less financial means into nice houses. So mm-hmm. that kind of is a government program where those kind of houses were available for relatively cheap. Um, that could have totally been something that you know, he did maybe live, grow up in the hood and then he went, he's been in prison for a while and maybe they took advantage of that and kind of moved up. But, you know, then we had this whole week where his yeah. parents are both out of this picture. So I'm not even exactly sure how the people that picked him up are related, related to him. Yeah, yeah, it was hard to say. So I think maybe his grandma really is his grandma. Uh-huh. But... You know, maybe his mom and dad, like, are just, you know, who raised him. And then it is possible that he did have a rough go at it at the beginning, at least, because they said his mom died at five. Oh, yeah. So she maybe was, if he was. Yeah, she was murdered and they never found who did it or right. why or anything. Right. So maybe he bounced around for a little bit, had a really rough life when he was, like, figuring out his, you know, his home situation. Mm-hmm. And then maybe he ended up at grandma's at some point. Right. It's it's it's, it's definitely something I want to hear, like, more about. Um, yeah. Just to kind of, you know, place it. Just to place everybody and where they are. Because right. it was it was those were people that said were, you know, raised mom and dad. and. Mm. I'm not going to, if anybody says that, I'm not going to like sit here and be like, actually, no, you're not. Like if you raise someone, you're their mom. Sure. But like it, it was, it wasn't what I expected. To, it was a very surprising in the story because of that. Yeah, definitely. So it would kind of answer a lot of like just weird questions that we had mm-hmm. from last week. All right. So that covers our couples because we didn't hear from Josh and Courtney this week. So uh, who was your student of the week? Ah. Uh. I just went with Ray and it's like, he didn't really do much specifically except for kind of just like, Oh my God, that life. Like that sounds so terrible. And he does of the people who've gotten out. Right. Mm -hmm. He seems like the best one so far. Right. And you know, (laughs) we say that, but every season, every time, every every season, it's like, we've been fooled, you know? Oh, she's, Destiny, she was really genuinely appreciative and okay, sweet. And then like two seconds later, you're just like, oh, my God. Okay, that's, that's, we'll back up because we don't know. I, I, yeah. I, but I think at this point, even at this point, I'm pretty confident it's a, two, it's a two horse race between Ray and Lisa. Uh, right? I don't know about Stan, but I yeah. think. Right. And so I, I don't think that Doug or Nicole are going to come back and surprise me. Oh, no. No, definitely. (laughs) No, those are definitely garbage people. people. That's not, yeah, that's not even a question, but yeah. All right. Um, My student of the week was Anessa's friend, Kyle, you Mm -hmm. know, like trying to tough love her. And I, I appreciate that this is coming from a place where it's, it does seem truly selfless. Like what does he gain or lose from Anessa? Like making dumb life choices. He's not trying to get with her. You know, it's just like he actually just genuinely cares that yes. his friend is just being dumb. Right. True. Yeah. True. All right. What about your dunce? Um, I'm going with Stan. 
Like, first, because as a father. Oh, I said Stan too. (laughs) As a father, I'm like, anytime somebody is like, you should stay away from your kids. I'm like, no, that's literally the worst thing you can say. But it's also literally like a hallmark of abuse to be like, to try to remove someone from everybody, from their loved ones. Right. And so, and and all that, and we don't know the reason he's doing it, but he made it sound like just for sex. Yeah. It's like, ooh, that's so many levels bad. Right. Definitely. Okay. What about your life lesson? So, um, whenever you're nervous about meeting someone, uh-huh. not talking or like, oh, it gosh. makes it so much worse. I mean, unless what you're going to talk about is your sex toy. I know, right? <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I was like, oh my gosh. Like, but you know what I'm saying? Like, if, if you show up and you're like, meet them, like, oh, hi. Um, and you kind of sit there in awkward silence. Like that's i gotta say it's it's sometimes it's it's better to you know talk and say things maybe you otherwise wouldn't again the limit to that is when you talk about your sex toy that you named after your daughter you should just never talk about the <laughs> sex toy that you named after someone's daughter like no no you shouldn't you probably should just stay away from naming your sex toys after well naming them period and right. if you feel the need to have to name it it shouldn't be named after anybody. Okay, well, here's another concern with the whole naming something. It's like, that doesn't even have a face. So, <laughs> I mean, I think I would even venture out to say that if it doesn't have a face, maybe it doesn't deserve a name. Fair. Yeah. All right. Um, my life lesson also inspired by Deontay. Uh, you should probably be on the same page if you think you're engaged to someone. Maybe verify. <laughs> maybe, maybe back that up. Maybe yeah, have a follow-up conversation. Right. Maybe say like, oh, are you going to change your Facebook status? Like, well, why would I change my Facebook status? Oh, I thought we were engaged. We are not. Right. Okay. Great. Yes. Glad yes. we're on the same page. Yes. Instead of, well, I mean, also you should make a bigger deal out of the actual question of engagement instead of. Oh, I guess we're engaged now, huh? <laughs> I know, right? It does. It seems like a joke. So, yeah, because that's usually how jokes go. That's usually, yeah, usually <laughs> jokes end with ha 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 and like nudge nudge. <laughs> and a uh, uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that pretty much covers this group. I feel like we're just getting started. Um, didn't look like we had anything explosive happening next week because we've met Almost all of our inmates, except for Jeff. Yeah, no, it looks like I didn't know the previews had Stan and Lisa getting explosive. Oh yeah, yeah. So I, I I honestly think I honestly I from the previews for the season making bold predictions, but from the previews for the season, that seems like it's going to flame out very quickly. Right, and then that's why we have Anessa and Jeff like getting introduced this week yes. so that when that we have a little yes. bit of overlap and then it moves forward. I could definitely see that happening as well. All right. So uh, we will be back this time next week because as far as we know, there's a new episode. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Until then. All right. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.